Welcome to the podcast, College Matters, Alma Matters. We podcast personal college stories and all things college. Check us out and subscribe at almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To give you a taste of things to come in this segment, one of the experts, Rob Franklin, a graduate of Stanford University, shares his pre-college self-portrait called Working Vision. Here's Rob. That I was bound for future success um, because in my academics, I was really well-rounded and was a pretty high performer, taking a lot of APs with an interest, particularly in the humanities, language, languages, and English. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a real interest in like political action as well as kind of the intersection of, of politics and writing and creativity. Um, and I evidenced that by being an editor on my high school's literary imprint, as well as beginning an organization, um, basically my, my high school's first gay straight alliance, uh, mm-hmm. which required quite, quite a lot of um, work with the administration as well as faculty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that my strongest character trait was probably risk-taking um, because I was kind of coming from this Southern prep school um, and was willing to sort of, um, you know, take a risk in, in starting this organization and, and putting in a lot of work to get it up and running. Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. I want to start out with a big thank you to the thousands of listeners of the previous segments in the series and the interest in the assignments as evidenced by the signups. I'm excited to bring you the third segment of our 10-segment series, a guide to build a standout U.S. college application. You just heard Rob Franklin share his working vision. You will hear all about it in today's segment on college application strategy. As you may remember, our last segment in February was on extracurriculars and summer break planning. Here's a pop quiz based on segment two. Listen to this, and we'll talk on the other side. And then the third, which is kind of, in my opinion, the unsung hero of, um, of one's participation within extracurricular, is... Okay, we want you to tell us who are the unsung heroes that Rob is referring to. The first 10 answers will receive a free 30-minute counseling session over Google Meet. Email your answer to podcast at almamatters.io with the subject line EC. Good luck. Now, on with segment three. Getting into good U.S. colleges has always been very competitive. The pandemic and its aftermath have made things even tighter. You just have to look at the jump in the number of applications to the top schools for the fall 2021. So the topic for this segment, application strategy, 
becomes extremely important. In this segment, we'll address how to capture all your achievements and accomplishments as a high schooler, and then articulate and present your case in a compelling manner in the college application to stand out from the other applicants. Creating your application strategy is a two-step process. Step one, create what is called a working vision based on your profile so far. Step two, embed the working vision into the various parts of your college application. Now, to get into greater detail, I'm joined by two experts you've met in segment two. Athena Lau, head mentor at Admissionado, and Rob Franklin, mentor at Admissionado. So Athena, Rob, welcome back to segment three of our podcast on how to build a standout application. Um, Great. So let's get started. Uh, so Athena, what are we talking about today? I am very excited, Venkat, because this month we are focusing on what I think many of our listeners have been waiting for, which is the application strategy itself. And everything that they are that you all are learning over these the past two episodes we had, this one and the next the ones over the next few months, they all are part of this. Um, mm-hmm. And we understand that this is a huge topic. But today we're going to, to sort of summarize and break this down into two steps. So for your application strategy, step one is that we're going to come up with a working vision. Mm-hmm. And step two is we're going to apply that vision to the different components of your application. And you may be wondering, what exactly do you mean by working vision, Athena? And by working vision, we at Admissionado are referring to a kind of self-portrait. So think about how you are painting this this picture of yourself to show to colleges who you are, what you care about, and why you're a good fit for their school. So why do we need a working vision? At Admissionado, we like to start with this working vision because uh, rather than just taking the disparate elements of uh, the application process, just thinking about, oh, I do this and that, and trying to create something um, out of that at the end, it's better mm-hmm. to have a big picture first that can help you be more strategic in the decision decisions you make about the opportunities that arise while you're in a high school. It's better to backwards plan, to work backwards from what you wanna show colleges and then to fill in the gaps and provide as much evidence as possible to that, that speaks to that vision to help persuade colleges that what you're presenting them is in fact true. Those who are able to clearly communicate who they are and how they differentiate themselves from those around them are the ones that end up getting that admissions letter in the end. Mm-hmm. In short, if you're going to take one lesson away from why is this working vision so important, it's that the whole is better than the sum of its parts. And by starting with a vision and working backwards, you're able to achieve that goal. Okay, so that sounds great. So how does one go about creating this vision? Great question, because we have a paragraph. We're going to craft a paragraph together that is mm-hmm. going to help you create this working vision. Mm -hmm. During this next section, I want to encourage all listeners to pause the podcast as I'm describing each sentence, each part of this next paragraph. 
so that they are able to just follow along and, and put everything together. Mm -hmm. When we create this working vision paragraph, we break it down into three categories that are going to correspond to three different sentences. The first is a sentence about academics, Mm -hmm. all of the grades, test scores, what you're interested in studying at, at college and maybe beyond. The second sentence is on extracurriculars, what you're doing outside of the classroom and why you're interested in that. And then the third part is personal. So what mm -hmm. are the character traits that you're displaying in general that make you a great candidate and will make you a, a great contributor to whatever school you attend? Mm -hmm. These three categories align with what a lot of schools are looking for in their criteria and they help you think about how you show you that you're bound for future success. Mm -hmm. That phrase bound for future success is something that I repeated a lot during episode one. And that's why it's coming back here in this episode. Mm -hmm. So over the next few minutes, we're gonna craft that paragraph together. Um, so it's gonna go something like this. So I'd like for you to start with, I'm bound for future success because. That's the mm -hmm. first, first phrase. Next part. In academics, either A, I'm a specialist, B, I'm super well-rounded, or C, I'm fairly well-rounded, but I have a few interests in this. So I'm bound for future success because in academics, one of those three things. So I'm a specialist means that you're really passionate, have really high grades, really care about this one subject, know you wanna study that in college. B, super well-rounded means that maybe you're not exactly sure what you wanna do in college, but you're doing really great in just about everything. Mm -hmm. And C, fairly well-rounded, but clear interest in specific areas means that yes, you're doing pretty good on a lot of different things, but you know that maybe you wanna combine your interest in two different subjects like biology and English, chemistry and the arts, music and math, whatever combination that you find super interesting. Mm -hmm. That's the first sentence. Second sure. sentence. I am interested in these topics or bigger issues. So at this part, you can name um, any sort of social issue, current event, um, or world kind of problem that you want to help solve in the future, or maybe you're helping solve now. I don't know, don't wanna make assumptions. So that could include environmental issues, uh, poverty, women and girls empowerment, politics, maybe food security, or some other topic that I haven't named here. Fill out, fill out that part of the sentence. So I'm interested in these topics or bigger issues. And I show that in my extracurriculars by doing one to two of the following. The categories for the extracurricular section include community service, research, leadership, sports, music, arts, a paid job, or other. So you can name something else here that you might like instead. We talked about academics and extracurriculars. And finally, the, the third and final sentence is, my strongest character trait is that I blank. This is where we bring in SPARK. If you'll remember, SPARK stands for S as in seizes, like seize the day, P as in pursues, you take on challenges, you pursue challenges, A as in asks, like asking questions, being intellectually curious, 
R as in taking risks, and C as in creating. Here is Athena Lau, a graduate of Harvard University, sharing what would have been her pre-college working vision. So, hi, I'm Athena. I'm bound for future success because in academics, I'm super well-rounded. I don't know exactly what I want to study in college, but I am pretty good at a lot of different things. I'm interested in the topic of education because I that's something that really impacted my life and helped me. And I show that in my ex- extracurriculars by doing a lot of community service and, uh, and music. And my strongest character trait is that I, uh, I pursue and I you know, take on challenges that I encounter um, and, and try to do things that are a little bit riskier, even, uh, even though people might say, don't do it, Athena, but I am adventurous and take that on and um, make opportunities happen where others don't see them. Hi, quick question. Are you doing the assignments as well? If not, Email podcast at almamatters.io, subject line assignments. Do it right away. Thanks. Um, maybe we can get an example with um, Rob here, something that he can you take a profile and translate it into a working vision for our audience. Absolutely. So let's look at the profile of a student named Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a 4.3 GPA, so really strong academically. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at his actual course selection, he has a lot of high level, high level courses, honors and AP. He actually has eight APs, mm-hmm. um, mostly clustered in science and math. So he's taken biology, he's taken physics, he's taken AP environmental science, um, and received fours and fives on all of those. He's also taken AP Calc AB, on which he received a five, and AP Calc Calc BC, on which he also received a five. But this one's particularly impressive because his school doesn't offer AP Calc BC. Mm -hmm. He just took the exam and studied for it on his own. Additionally, he took kind of the crown, crown jewel of his academic profile is that he took AP Computer Science as a sophomore and received a five on that exam. Mm -hmm. So digging kind of a bit deeper into his background, um, we we can see that he consistently performs well across subjects, Mm -hmm. but he has a specialized skill set and interest in math and computer science. Um, And that is in part because since he was young, he's been teaching himself programming languages using Mm -hmm. online forums like YouTube and Reddit and entering high school. He, pretty quickly exhausted the course offerings related to CS Mm -hmm. and enrolled in more advanced courses at his local community college. Mm -hmm. Now looking at extracurriculars, um, he has kind of a a budding interest in environmental science and sustainability, Mm -hmm. um, which is starting to feel like potentially a direction he might want to go professionally Mm -hmm. and has joined his school sustainability council, but because he, he only joined it as a junior, doesn't have any leadership positions there. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have leadership positions on the Math Olympiad team on which he's captain. Mm-hmm. He also runs cross country, kind of a, a mid-level performer there. Mm-hmm. Um, and is a participant on his high school's robotics team, 
where his his primary contribution is that he programmed using advanced programming languages like C++ and Python, mm-hmm. the robot that won first in a regional competition last spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and this robot kind of combined his interests in pra- the practical applications of CS and sustainability mm-hmm. um, by sorting out recyclable material from the trash bin. So this robot can basically detect if something is plastic wow. and therefore mm-hmm. recyclable. Mm-hmm. and pull it out of a trash, a trash bin. Um, so his teachers, as well as all of the judges of that competition, can attest that his skill level is well beyond that of most of his peers. On a personal level, um, he he's evidenced a few of these different spark categories. I mean, he really kind of has evidenced being an asker mm-hmm. by having this, this genuine intellectual uh, curiosity mm-hmm. that allowed him to reach expert status so young in computer science. Um, he's a pursuer. He was able to, to pursue the kind of highest level, most challenging CS offerings that his school had to offer mm-hmm. and then continue pursuing that interest at the college level um, as a high school student. Mm-hmm. And then he really seized the day by evidencing all of all of his skill in building this robot and really bringing it home for his robotics team. Sure. So if we re- look at this kind of personal statement structure for someone like Ian, yeah. it might read like some like like the following. I'm bound for future success mm-hmm. because in my academics, I'm a high performer across the board with a specialized skill set and interest in STEM, in STEM mm-hmm. particularly math and computer science. Mm-hmm. I'm interested broadly in sustainability and the practical applications of CS, mm-hmm. and I've shown that by participating in the Sustainability Council and robotics, putting in an immense amount of work and research into building a robot that can sort out recyclable materials like plastic from the trash bins at school, which won first in Northeast regional competition with hundreds of entrants. And my strongest character traits are asking my intellectual curiosity that led me to teach myself programming languages beginning in middle school and pursuing, taking on the challenge of college level coursework relevant to my interests as a high school student. Hmm. Very good. So that's an excellent example of the working vision. So I'm sure our listeners can now transcribe their own profiles into a working vision, um, and we'll describe the assignments at the end of this podcast. Very good. So um, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Athena. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, Rob, um, we just talked about the working vision, talked about what it is and how you go about creating it. So step two is how to incorporate that into various parts of the application. So how do you go about doing that? Sure. So let's start with the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are kind of going to be the, the, the base of your application. And when I say the numbers, I mean the grades, the test scores, all of the stats, basically, that you're going to be putting into your into your application. So mm-hmm. it comprises your high school transcripts, uh, which you will generally have to request from your high school, 
as well as your cumulative GPA, mm -hmm. um, along with your scores on standardized tests. So that can be the ACT, the SAT and SAT subject tests, as well as AP or IB exam results. Mm -hmm. Also relevant here is the breakdown of your coursework. So did you consistently take the highest level courses available? How many APs you have? How many honors classes, et cetera? Mm -hmm. um, and the reason all of this is, is relevant, how it kind of helps your application, is that these numbers are considered the most important or biggest indicator of future academic success mm -hmm. uh, and therefore your likelihood of admission at a top school. While they, of course, don't determine destiny, they give um, they should give the student a sense of what tier of, of schools they should be aiming toward. Mm -hmm. So to do for this, um, I would recommend pulling together all the information that you currently have available, including transcripts, class breakdown, your GPA, and your standardized testing scores. Mm -hmm. um, and you can benchmark those stats against the admission band provided at schools of your choosing to determine how you currently compare. Mm -hmm. Third, uh, you're going to want to start to build a strategy to bridge the gap between where you are today and where you'd like to be by application season. So let's say you have, you still have six months. Mm -hmm. um, your strategy could look like improving your SAT scores 200, 200 points to be within that band um, or doubling down in classes where you may currently have, say, a B plus and know that having an A minus might really make a difference. Hmm. Okay. So the second ca category coming after the numbers are your extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. And so we, we spoke a good deal about extracurriculars in the last episode, but what this is are all of the activities, work and service experiences that you've had outside of the classroom, including summers. Mm -hmm. And the reason that these are relevant is they begin to offer a more cohesive picture of who you are as a person, your skills, your passions, your interests. Um, and therefore, they, they're a huge indicator of how you would excel in a collegiate environment and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I would say that the to do, do for this, this one is if you haven't already, go back and listen to February's podcast, mm -hmm. um, wherein we provide a ton of helpful guidance on kind of how you can start to, um, in a more structured way, look at your extracurricular activities. Cool. And yeah, I guess for essays, I'll turn it over to Athena. Thank you, Rob. So in addition to your grades and the extracurriculars uh, that he talked about, you also have to write essays. We know that many of you have heard about all of this, and depending on the schools that you apply to, you'll have to write anywhere from one to six, maybe a few more, essays covering a variety of topics. If you are using the common application, which most schools employ in the U.S., there will be one main essay that you can, uh, that we, is also known as the personal statement, um, from which you can pick, uh, you can pick from one of eight prompts for that, and you have to write an essay around 650 words uh, that can show something about your personality or your life story that might not show up anywhere else in the application. In addition, some schools might ask for what they call supplemental essays. 
So these are shorter essays of 150 to 400 words on topics pertaining to why you are really interested in that school in particular, how you might contribute to the community, uh, what your particular academic interest is in that at that school. It really helps the school understand why us and not just any other school where you could study this thing. There are exceptions to uh, this, this number of essays. So for example, the University of California system, Georgetown, maybe a few others, they utilize their own application platforms and have a specific number of essays that are just for those schools. But this is a very general overview. Um, so as you are kind of preparing to write your essays, really think about that working vision. Think about how you can show your personality, your character, and your aspirations to a degree that none of the other aspects in your application can. I, I have said this be right before, but I want to emphasize that really use a space to talk about something that will not be mentioned anywhere else in your application. Keep the admissions committees uh, interested in, in what you have to say. Next, uh, next month, we're going to talk more about essays. So look out for the April podcast where we'll really dig into how to make the most of the essays in your application. Finally, the letters of reference or letters of recommendations are another important part of the application. So these are one to two page documents that your teacher, coach, or another close mentor uh, might provide to your universities. This is a way that they can share. Um, so th this is a way that uh, someone who is not you can talk about how awesome you are. Because when someone else is saying that you're awesome, it's way more impactful than if it's just you saying that you're awesome. In, in these documents, the, the adult or sometimes even the peer can talk about your academic merit, your personal attributes, um, sometimes a, what we call a school counselor or a school administrator might give more context to what your school is like and where you're coming from. It gives context for your grades or the classes that you might be taking. And sometimes schools will even accept additional LORs from people like research supervisors. If you've done independent research, if you've had a job, they might accept one from a manager from that, uh, from that organization um, or someone who knows you well from an extracurricular you've done. And a few schools even accept recommendations from a peer, so someone your age. And uh, really, you know, think about how these documents can show the strength of your relationships with the person writing your recommendation, and show how you are uh, really invested in a specific academic interest, or how you show your leadership in a specific extracurricular. Um, use these LORs to highlight character traits, the, the spark that you have um, that none of the other parts of your application are able to show. If there is one theme um, in all of this, it's that each application component needs to complement uh, one another. I've been saying, make sure this part shows something that no other part of the application shows because you will, it's, it's almost like a diamond. Every different facet, facet should reveal a different part of you and kind of lead up to this one whole beautiful diamond, this beautiful vision of who you are, um, so that colleges say, ah, that's the person that we want to give the acceptance letter to. If you've been following along, um, by the end of this podcast, you should now have a slightly more defined working vision, 
and you should understand the strands of the application that you're going to apply that vision to. And so what you'll do now that you've listened to the episode is go to the working vision template and the assignment section of almamatters.io. And you're going to put together your own self-portrait paragraph emphasizing the spark qualities that indicate that you're destined for future success. So you can listen back to our examples um, and try to replicate that for your own profile. Hi again. Hope you liked segment three of the podcast series and found it useful. In this segment on application strategy, we covered what is a working vision, how to create your own working vision, and how to embed that working vision in different parts of the application. As mentioned earlier, based on this segment, we have an assignment for students in the 11th grade. You can get our counselors feedback on those assignments. Now, you have to subscribe to get the assignments. It's easy to subscribe. Just email podcast at almamatters.io with the subject line assignments. We will send you an email with instructions on the assignments. As before, here's a great deal for you. Submit your completed assignments before our next segment is published and you'll get a free review by our counselors. So hurry up. And by the way, if you missed the previous segments, jump on it now. Do the assignments. Time goes by pretty fast. Our April segment will be on application essay writing and the May segment on college selections. So stay tuned. This series is being produced for high school students in their 11th grade and who plan to apply to U.S. colleges at the end of this year. We are doing this in collaboration with Admissionado, a U.S.-based college counseling company. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash almamatters to check us out. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.